That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Now, whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few dozen times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, Hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me is my very good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today, and have you done your weekly review? Hey, James. I am doing just fine today, and I have done my weekly review. How about you? Um, I'm also doing uh, pretty well, and although I have not done my weekly review... Um, I had, usually I do it the morning before we record and I actually was uh, attending a tech workshop online oh. from our good friend, our mutual friend, Daniel Steinberg. Oh. Um, so that kind of threw my day off. So I will be doing a review tomorrow cause I haven't really missed a week in a, in a little bit and I really want to stay on top of that. Sounds good. But um, so next week I'll have to report on two weeks worth of review. <laughs> okay, I'll hold and, you to that. And now, um, now we'll have uh, our weekly to do with the little song here. The weekly to do, yeah, the weekly to do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to do. And so, Jean, tell us about uh, how your weekly to-do went. It went well. Um, I set the bar pretty low, uh, which was to call the arborist um, to come and, uh, you know, look at my big trees that uh, might need some tending to. Uh, The interesting thing about it is that I procrastinated a good six days on making a simple phone call. But you know, phone calls and me, um, we, I, (laughs) I have a hard time picking up the phone or whatever, picking up the phone while I'm picking up the iPhone all the time, but actually tapping the, the call somebody button is, uh, is hard for me. And this morning, you know, I woke up, I had my coffee I, I have been taking my cup of coffee into the backyard and sitting in, you know, the nice outside. Today is the nice weather in Portland. And I thought, oh, yeah, I've got to make that phone call. Well, that won't take long. I should, you know, I should have no trouble doing it. And then I thought, or just do it right now. And I did. Huh. <laughs> I I made a phone call was my first thing I did today, which uh as I was doing it, I thought, you should always do this. If phone calls are on the list, why not do them first thing, um, especially when there's something that is pretty straightforward, uh, calling up somebody, wanting to give them business and asking for an appointment. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, the Arborist is scheduled for um, this weekend to come by and check out the trees. So I may continue to report on the tree project progress because it should be interesting. But in the meantime, yes, I finished my weekly to-do for this week. Let me check that off in OmniFocus. And I decided I did so well with a phone call. I 
made another phone call, my weekly to-do for next week, which is I need to call Alaska Airlines and um, check on the cancellation, which I I had already canceled my flight to Vancouver, BC, mm-hmm. which was my coming home flight next week from my summer that wasn't in uh, in Slovenia. And they said it would take a few days to see the um, the miles recredited to my account. Plus, there was some um, uh, what do they call them? Fuel surcharge mm-hmm. monies of a few hundred dollars, and uh, none of that stuff has appeared on my account yet. And that was about two weeks ago when I I made the original call and. Uh, one of the things about Alaska, I don't, I'm sure I talked about it on, on an episode early, early this year, or maybe at the end of last year, is that I discovered that Alaska had two frequent flyer accounts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of my points from my charge card were going into this account that I didn't realize they had created for me when I got the charge card. And so, that it was a lot of you know to doing of merging the accounts mm-hmm. and all that. Well, the accounts apparently are not merged. That's my theory. So I need to call them and and check on how you know they can make sure the points go over to the one account and maybe can we cancel the account <laughs> that doesn't you know make it go away uh, the old account number. So it's it's some cleanup from a to do you know from much earlier this year as well. Understood. Well, it's yep. and well. First, I just want to say like I also find like doing uh, unple like a task I don't really enjoy doing, but doing it early in the day and just checking it off. Like at least for me, it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the day. I have won that day. Um, like, look at me, I'm fantastic. Um, and it's, it's kind of dopey, but it, it seems to make me feel good. Yeah. So, um, I, I completely understand what you, what you mean there. And, um, as for my task, um, my weekly to do, I was going to do a homework assignment for this UI design course that I'm taking online that I've been procrastinating and putting off for a long time. And I managed to put it off again for another week. Um, okay. So I did not, do, I'm batting zero today. No <laughs> weekly review, no weekly to do. And yet I don't feel bad. Um, Cause I think about some other things that I've gotten accomplished this week and I'm, very happy with actually the progress I've made in a lot of other areas. Um, one of those is um, learning coming up to speed with this new uh, way of building apps in the Apple ecosystem called Swift UI. So mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of that. And one thing I found is like that was probably a poor choice of a weekly to do since my mm-hmm. head is very much, I'm very inspired, excited, and focused on learning this one thing. That maybe shifting my focus to another thing right now might not be a great idea. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I've managed to declutter chunks of the house that have been cluttered for more than a year. 
Wow. So that's been like significant progress in a, in a couple of areas, including coming across this box, cardboard mm-hmm. box, and it's standing on end. It's got like crumpled up uh, tissue paper. You know, like looks mm-hmm. like it's densely packed, like you would have something valuable in there. And it's literally been sitting where it is for at least two years, maybe longer. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I, I go I, through I, I it. I go through this box, you know, like it mm-hmm. must be something very important in here. I go through, there's one greeting card from many years ago. Okay, nice. Somebody wished me well a long time ago. Um, I get to the bottom of the box, and there are two little boxes in there, the kind that you would have, um, uh, you know, you'd find like an ornament or something like that, you know, about Mm -hmm. smallish boxes. So I pull those out, very curious what is being stored so carefully. The boxes are empty. (laughs) So literally there's this. Two little empty boxes being stored in this giant box with all this packing material. Um, So just that one little thing, I was like, oh, well, I just cleared up at least a cubic foot or two of space that has just been taking up space for a long time. So things like that make me feel very good about the progress I've made this week, even though I didn't do my weekly to-do yeah, it was a pretty ambitious weekly to do. So, weekly to do. So, I think, you know, you learned from that, you know, and I, I have learned from past missteps on the weekly to do, maybe to put something that can really be done in like 10 minutes if, po- if possible. So, um, I mean, it's not cheating. It's, nope. it's a to-do. It's something that's a to-do. Well, I think I'm going to just pretend that last week never happened. Um, okay. And I'm going to change it up. And, of course, the homework assignment is still on my calendar. It's still on my list. But mm-hmm. the one I'm going to pick is the. it's time again to clean the cat fountain, which I also okay. tend to procrastinate. But that's a little more immediate because – the cat needs clean water. So that will yeah. be my weekly to do for next week. I think that makes a lot of sense. I know I have some boxes that have sat for uh, for a year or two that, you know, if I – I wish they were empty. I know they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there is that feeling, you know, we know this about clutter that once it – you know, sort of gets itself glued down in a space, then it has some kind of, uh, you know, sensory perception filter that you don't even see it anymore because it's been there so long. Your brain doesn't go every day, why is that box still here? Um, you, it just becomes part of the environment. And so getting rid of a big box like that, it, I'm sure it helped make that space feel, you know, uh, a lot lighter and uh, sort of you you released some dead energy in, in your space and that's always a good thing. Absolutely. And it wasn't – that was just one of the things in that area that got kind of looked into and uh, the disposition of items um, were, were ascertained. <laughs> huh. 
So some stuff's going, you know, to be donated. Some stuff is kept, some stuff. But um, it just felt good to, instead of a pile of stuff in boxes, knowing what's in there anyway. Yeah. Well, good for you. Um, so those are our to-dos. I was thinking this week um, we might follow up on a topic that uh, we talked about a few episodes back, um, which is kind of putting more than just your household to-dos into your trusted system, but putting stuff that represents your values and um, kind of your particularly social issues or things that you want to see happen in the world, putting that into your trusted system as well so that there are things that you continually work on and and keep track of, and I I was thinking about it especially Gene kind of seeing stuff going on in Portland in the news um, and thinking of you in Portland. Um, I just thought maybe we'd mention that for a little bit and then talk about um, kind of follow up on the things we had talked about in that previous episode. Sure. Yeah, Portland is. Uh as I was sitting with my neighbor socially distanced in our back, our, her backyard. And, and she said some bad words. <laughs> that I don't want I don't want us to get an explicit tag for, but she said, Portland is certainly a blankety blank right now. And I, and we, um, that was basically the first half of our coffee clutch discussion. Um, Portland has had protests, like serious protests going on since, you know, May 26th or whatever. It's 55 days of protests in downtown Portland. And um, it's been a blankety blank, you know, mess right all along with uh, the... uh, the actions of the local police have been not great, um, to put it mildly. And, you know, I follow the protests pretty closely by following various journalists on Twitter who are there practically every night and, you know, video taping people getting tear gas and people getting beat up by the police um, for what really looks, you know, like overkill um, in terms of a response. And, and it's just gone on, you know, um, every night. And so some nights I'm up really late, just I sit in the backyard again, but at nighttime and, and just scroll through Twitter and watching videos and seeing you know, what's happening. And um, I, I've, you know, that's been just incredibly, it's been inspiring that all those people are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just depressing that there seems to be like no um, ability of the, of our local government to make any constructive headway so that these these protests don't have to end in, you know, the police declaring a riot and, you know, tear gassing, um, you know, from what I can tell, people who should not be 
you do not deserve to be tear gassed or 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 beat up or grabbed and you know arrested and things like that and so it's been hard um just to think this is my town you know i've lived here for 25 years and i love portland so much and um uh you know i i love the civic spirit that i have you know witnessed and participated in here now i haven't gone to any protests myself like in a, in an earlier days i would have definitely been there at least you know some of the nights because um i really believe that that's uh an important message to just show up and be there but between the virus and also my knee is not great so i'm um, you know i'd be too nervous to be like stranded out in, mm-hmm. in the middle of some big march and then like not be able to walk or whatever um or to to escape you know from tear gas or whatever so I just basically decided in the the early days that I will just witness. I will watch this every night. I will keep an eye on people and hold a thought for everyone. And if there's something I can do, I will do it. And um, but yeah, then things took a really ugly turn the last few days with the federal government sending in troops. I guess I don't know. You know. Uh, um, various uh, armed troops of the, the Department of Homeland Security's various divisions and um, inserting themselves in this this situation, which was, it wasn't great, but it's definitely not making it better. Like, it's not going to lead to, uh, you know, a calming down of passions to have these these forces show up, you know, I didn't even know that they could do that. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't know that the, that, that, that something like that c- could happen. I just assumed, you know, Homeland security is securing us, not, <laughs> it's not, not a federal police force. Right. And so it's been depressing actually. I mean, very s- sad and, and disturbing to see the images, which are incredible, of these these men in camouflage, you know, combat gear come into your town, and apparently with no uh, accountability to anything local, and, uh, and no identification, no no markings. identification, yeah, picking people up, you know, and and you know. Uh, detaining them and with, without, yeah, I mean, it was bad enough when it was the police department here, local police department, but so that is scary. I mean, it's definitely something I, I could not have pictured. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would say Portland overall is quite horrified um, and wants them out and, you know, not just the people and the protesters, but the local government as well. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But last night, uh, the mayor actually went out on, there's this one building where the, the, that's become the focus of the 
protests since the beginning, which is the Justice Center, uh, appropriately, you know, uh, it's the federal, uh, well, there's a Justice Center and then there's a federal uh, building, um, but they're like right next to each other. And um, the mayor actually went out last night with goggles and mask and and apparently stayed out there for a couple of hours and he wasn't very warmly received to you know not surprising anyone because he's really been very ineffective mm-hmm. in leading the city out of this this conflict that were well I don't even know if you could call it a conflict you know but it's it, leading the the he's supposed to be the commissioner of police as well and uh and he got tear gassed <laughs> And I think today it like sort of dawned on me if, you know, if you can't hang out with the mayor, like, so everybody around him obviously was mm-hmm. curious, like, and not, and, and you hang out. I mean, the mayor is not, he's no, you know, uh, like firebrand at all. If, if, if you can get tear gas hanging out with the mayor, then there's nowhere. No, nothing. They won't tear gas. And, um, and on top of that, there's been a new, um, organized effort, uh, by, it's called the Wall of Moms. And it's mothers who are like trying to like create a line a defense for the protesters. Mm-hmm. And, and they got tear gas and beat up like, <laughs> If you beat beat up moms, <laughs> then I I mean I don't know. So I'm very I'm I'm pretty disturbed. It's very distracting for me. Like just to it's hard to concentrate on anything, um, sort of separate from that. Any tech projects I have, or even decluttering. I should probably try to put some of my nervous en- energy into that. And yeah, well. We'll see what happens tonight. So, um, but this is this will be the seventh day they are here. They they came on Friday, I think, last week, and so this is we're recording on Thursday. But uh, I don't know, James. I'm scared. Actually, I don't. I really can't believe how you know, considering there's been 55 nights of protest and thousands and thousands of people. And, you know, there have been injuries and there's been the tear gassing and everything, but it hasn't, you know, there hasn't been a super horrible, tragic ending mm-hmm. that I feel we're, you know, is starting to feel like we've just been like super lucky so far. And, um, yeah, so I'm really in a, in a bit of a state over the whole thing. And, um there's not much I can do. <laughs> I, I, I'm so tempted, like, to go out there, but I just know that it's not going to be good for me. Um, and uh, I so supporting the people who are there. And so one of the things I've started doing um, as I read Twitter, and this is not just for the Portland protests, but in general, um, you know, I'm following a lot more people. Of color and 
um, uh, when people say we need some money for this thing, I just go and give money. Like, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of money, but I want to support people. And so making, you know, smallish donations in, to little things like, oh, this person, you know, who got hurt, they need, you know, some kind of uh, care or whatever. This person um, is being threatened in their home and they need to move. Can, you know, people chip in to help them move? And that's work. That's work for me. I mean, it, unless, um, so last night I, I made a donation to an organization called Riot Ribs. Um, mm-hmm. It is a, uh, a people who are out there feeding the protesters. And they have like, I guess, you know, like some kind of pop-up, um, you know, cart or whatever, and they've been feeding people. And they're, this is the thing with the, the police and now the feds that they don't, they don't give they don't hold back regardless, you know, they, so they've destroyed their equipment or they, you know, just dis- destroy, um, you know, well, I've uh, read first aid te- stations. Tear gassing the food, tear yeah. gassing medical equipment, seemingly medical intentionally. Equipment. Yeah. And, uh, dragging, you know, like dragging away medics, volunteer medics. And that's just, Anyway, so I was like, somebody said, you know, Riot Ribs is like still out here. And if you can help them out, here's their cash app tag. And I'm like, yeah, I'll send money to feed those people. And also a lot of journalists are young freelancers um, working, you know, for various alternative papers. And they're not getting paid enough to be doing what they're doing. And sometimes they'll say, uh, you know, if you want to support my work, here's my Venmo or my cash tag. And I just, I just do it. Like my cash app is like constantly saying, are you sure you want to give money? You, you, this person hmm. isn't in your contacts. <laughs> this person, you've never given them money before. And it was a little alarming. The first couple of times I did it, I was like, yeah. But then I'm like, it's not that much money, you know, 20 bucks here and there that, if it turned out I gave it to the wrong person or whatever, you know, so I got, I, I've gotten over the, the error or not, you know, the alert and that's what I'm doing. And I have done like fundraising for things like in a bigger way um, before where I've started fundraisers for the ACLU or for, you know, various humanitarian projects and promote them and try to raise thousands of dollars. And that's important too. But I also, I'm in this mode right now, which is, I don't need, I I don't, I just want to do this thing, because it's the right thing to do. And um, not make a big deal out of it, even though, I mean, it helps, I think, you know, if, if you're giving to also let other people know about something, but there's a bit of overload, you know, there's so many causes now. So I've been sort of just saying, eh, give, just give them money. And uh, that's what you'll do tonight. That's your contribution. So, 
So that's that is not a to do in my <laughs> in my omnifocus. Uh, although I suppose I could, you know, track and and have some targets for myself of money to give away. But I think it just works better for me. It's like, yes, that person should get some money, mm-hmm. and also no, it's not just the money. It's the I see you and I appreciate you and um, you don't know me and it, I don't care <laughs> if you don't, you just, just have some money. So, so that's my, uh, that's the Portland report. Yes, that's the Portland report. And that's also, you know, of what I've been doing since we last talked about what we can do is sometimes, you know, at least giving some money is better than doing zero um, while I work on more of a structure for my activism as uh, one of my projects in my, you know, task organizing. Excellent. Um, Well, we're, we're almost out of time for this episode, Jean. You're kidding. No, we're at like 30 minutes. Um, no. How did we do that? I guess I just went, ran on and on. That's okay. But Portland, that's but. that's all right because we can continue this topic in a yeah. future episode. Certainly it's it's very worthy of, of doing so. The one thing that I did want to bring up this episode, though, is um, that um, the, the protests that have been going on, not just in Portland but in many cities, has been have been long-lasting. Um, mm-hmm. And I think those protests make quite a statement um, mm-hmm. and a statement towards change. Um, the other thing that's very important besides protesting, though, is voting. Um, mm-hmm. And especially this year where a lot of states are changing their rules to allow more more voting by mail. Some are changing them for less voting by mail, depending on what's going on in that state. Um, it's probably a good idea in your trusted system to kind of stake out a few things to make sure, like, am I actually registered? Because sometimes states will go through and if you haven't voted in a couple of cycles, they'll purge you from the rolls. So you need to re-register. Um, how do I vote this year? Cause it might be different than last year. Do I have to, do I, in California this year, we all get mailed a ballot. Um, mm. in some states you might need to, if you want to vote by mail, you might need to get an application and send it in. What are the deadlines? Um, and those, it's so important that you not wait till the last minute and kind of get screwed out of your vote. Um, just because, right. you know, you didn't have it, you didn't check early enough. Um, and I know mm-hmm. it's months away, but Mm-mm. in some states, <laughs> early voting starts in six weeks. Um, wow. So a resource that I found that seems pretty good, it's a uh, nonpartisan uh, 501C, I believe, um, a nonprofit called Vote. Org. We'll put a link to it at the show, but just V-O-T-E dot org. And they essentially have kind of links for every state, how you can check your registration, register to vote. Um, you can set up 
election reminders on that site where they will ping you about elections. Um, where is your polling place? All sorts of stuff. Um, it looks like a really nice, clean, easy to use site. Um, so I would just highly recommend um, take the time, put those deadlines in your trusted system, and just make sure that you're um, that you're ready to go um, for the upcoming election. Yeah, that's really really good advice and a good resource um, because, as you say, uh, everything around the elections has been. Uh, you know, there's been changes or, there, you know, as you say, they can purge you from the um, from the voting rolls. And, uh, you know, you don't want to find out that that's happened to you um, on November 2nd. And right. <laughs> exactly. And also, if you are voting by mail, um, I've seen some news articles that mail service is being slowed down. And of course your ballot needs to get in by a certain time. Um, so vote early, not often, just the once, <laughs> but definitely if you are, if you can early vote or vote by mail early, do it as early as you can. Um, just again, make sure that you're, you're not accidentally disenfranchised. Um, because nobody wants that. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, anything else, Jean? No, I think I I have said enough. I had I really wasn't even looking at the time, and I had no idea I went on so long. So it's okay. There's uh, there are pretty significant events happening in your town, so I yeah. it's perfectly. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would say just you know one more thing on that is that people shouldn't think it's just a Portland thing, and even if it's not, even if you don't live in Portland, you might want to um, uh, contact your own representatives in Congress and let them know how you feel about the issue um, mm -hmm. of federal forces coming to anybody's town because uh, this is the time to, to stand up and, and let people know that this is not acceptable. And yes, not acceptable at all. Um well, I guess on on these happy notes, um, <laughs> no, on these slightly no, seriously more serious issues than whether we got our email processed, um, it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done, both the trivial and the significant. And um, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at theweeklyreview. And you can always send us email at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. It'd be great if you'd rate or review the podcast. It helps us find new listeners and it helps new listeners find us. And it always makes us smile to hear from you and let us know what you're thinking. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun there's a lot of things you gotta do you'll think about them all in the weekly review the weekly review yeah the weekly review sitting down it's all coming back to you the weekly review yeah 
quién es. 